0: path along life's highway, so common and
1: well-trod
0: By the shoes of, burden of Christians who won't put their trust
1: in God Welcome to The Liberating Secret with your host, author and teacher, Sylvia Pierce. The Liberating Secret is dedicated to revealing the mystery of the gospel, which is Christ in you, the only hope of glory. Let's join Sylvia Pierce for today's lesson.
2: He died and rose again set me free Hello to all God's precious people out there in radio land and TV land. This is Sylvia Pierce on The Liberating Secret. I'm so glad to be with you today. Well, 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 I've got one of my best and favorite friends with me today, my precious (laughs) friend, Sharon White Skaggs, a dear, dear friend of mine. And uh, we're going to be sharing today, really, I want her to really share her story of how she found the liberating secret and uh, just tell us something about you first Sharon. Well I'm a singer, that's
3: my profession I'm a mom, I'm a a wife, my husband is Ricky Skaggs, also a singer and we are in the country music business, I play on the Grand Ole Opry with my dad and my sister Cheryl, we are the Whites. We've been the Whites for a long time, that happens to be my maiden name so (laughs) that just happens to be my real name but um, we traveled for many years singing and playing and I was raised in church, raised in, in, uh, in a Christian home and taught to love the Lord at a young age, taught that music was a gift that God had given our family and that he wanted us to share it with the world. And, um, you know, we, we, Daddy always said, you're going to be an influence and it's up to you if you want to be a good influence or a bad influence. And uh, so we, we believed our music was a gift from God, and, and uh, we've, we've used it. We've sung it together as a family for a long time, since 19—well, we moved to Nashville in 1971. But we'd been, been really practicing and getting ready for it a long time before that. Daddy likes to say our first professional road show was in 1967. No, 1969. I'm sorry, 1969. We went to. Uh, we were living in Arkansas at the time. I'm originally from North Texas,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but uh, lived most of my growing up years in Arkansas. And we traveled to Louisiana. It was the first time that we traveled out of state. Somebody booked us to, to play out of state, and they paid us. So that was our first professional road show, and. Uh, and I, I just always loved singing. I knew that that was what I wanted to do with my life. I thought I did anyway. And uh, we moved to Tennessee in 1971, and have been making our living doing that since then. And,
2: uh, and tell them how we met.
3: Well, thank goodness for the music. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we were doing a series of shows, a tour, and traveling all across the United States. And you came out and saw us, and. Mm-hmm. And I got introduced to you by someone else who was part of that tour, and, and uh, you traveled along with us for a few nights, and and uh, I was um, I was immediately drawn to you. There was something about the way she talked and what she said. And uh, in fact, my sister Cheryl and I we said we haven't heard this stuff since Mama. Mama, this is what Mama always said. And uh, mother Mother's life first was in Colossians, where Paul's talking about the mystery of the gospel. He says, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And if Mama quoted that to me once, it was at least a million times. And uh, she said, if you'll just ever get a hold of that, it'll change your life. And and I thought I had. I really thought I had. I, I know my mom had.
2: And uh,
3: but how, that, how do you
2: know that? Oh, Because... Did she go through... Didn't, didn't she tell me one time that she went through a real depression... And then when she came out of that depression is when she really d- discovered. She
3: had some health issues that, that uh, uh, did cause her to be depressed a mm-hmm. lot and, and fearful. And we were traveling a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, I have two younger sisters. That, well, four uh, there are four of us in all. And uh, the, th- the three oldest of us were traveling the road. And my baby sister was left at home with Mom. And it got so bad that Mother uh, didn't want to be left alone in the evening time, when it start being uh, dusk, sundown, she'd get real scared and and uh, didn't want Melissa to leave her side. You know, and, and uh, um, she cried out to the Lord, and and He began to show her that He was always with her. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what all she what all she went through that taught her that. Mm-hmm. I just know she was she was all about Jesus mm-hmm. always. Um, you couldn't uh, you couldn't have a conversation with her uh, for very long without her bringing up the Lord.
2: But she knew that Christ lived in her.
3: She certainly did, and and you know, I don't know specifically what her what caused that revelation to come. I just know that uh, she she said. That one day it was as if it was dropped into her spirit, and mm-hmm. she said, "I could never. It's, uh, it, it's like the heavens opened up, and she saw mm-hmm. that that uh, she had Christ living within her, and uh, and she said, it, I was never the same.' That's what she always said, and you won't be either. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get it, you won't ever be the same. And I know that uh, and, one of the examples of that was we would try to get her to do things that she didn't think she didn't want to do or she didn't think she was supposed to do. I mean, like, just go with us to the Opry. Uh, to, I always thought, Mom, this is a great mission field out there. You can, you know, people need to hear what you've got to say. And, and if she didn't feel like she's supposed to go, she wouldn't go. She wouldn't go to church on a, just because they said to go or uh, to go to visit someone in the hospital unless she felt, the Lord wanted her to go. Led of the Lord, and if He led her, you couldn't keep her from it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, that's great. So you couldn't guilt her. <laughs> no way. I tried. <laughs> tried every way. And
2: so, but that wasn't really quite a reality for you then at that point. It wasn't. Um, I mean, I.
3: In fact, I used to think she was being very stubborn and just, do, just kind of bullheaded and wanted to do it her way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she wouldn't do things like that that we thought she ought to do. Or, and I always thought too that it was something um, I wanted her to face her fears. What my, my uh, kind of motive was in mm-hmm. it was she, because she was shy about crowds at times and, and yet she could stand up in front of a, a church or a Sunday school class and talk about Jesus or she could do it one-on-one. She was excellent on one-on-one. That was <laughs> really her gift. But um, it wasn't a fear. I, I see that now. Mm-hmm. But because um, I used to think, well, she's just intimidated about going to the Opry and uh, uh, or go or going here or doing this. But it wasn't that at all. Mm-hmm. And um, she
2: just she went where she felt like she was supposed to go. Well, tell us about, um, just briefly about you know she's passed on into glory mm-hmm. now in fact she passed away in June before I met you
3: later that year mm-hmm. um, or we, before we really spent time together later that year um, that was uh, 2002
0: mm-hmm.
3: and you know our, my family um, we we, we served the Lord in half for a long time and we have a lot of faith mm-hmm. and uh, my my dad and sister Cheryl and I were in Denver when she she had a heart attack and our sister, our younger sisters called us and said she's uh, she's had a heart attack she's in the hospital and we had that was it was almost midnight when they talked to us and so we had to wait until the next morning to get out of there and fly home and uh, she she lived until we made it home but she was not conscious when we, conscious when we got there but I believe that, that she knew we were there and um, there was There's just such a strength that came in us through that whole time. I saw my dad. I saw the faith that he had just rise up. And uh, because even before we left Denver, he prayed for God's will. He prayed for God to have his way. Mm -hmm. He said, God, we want to see her healed, but we want your way. We want your perfect way. And uh, and that was... uh, That was pretty, pretty big, bold um, thing I thought coming from him. They were so, so close, so devoted to each other. They just celebrated their 50th anniversary that previous September, Mm -hmm. and uh, um, they were just the perfect couple. We always thought. And anyway, as we went through the days, you know, the the planning, the funeral, and all, I I remember uh, thinking. I, it's like flashbacks of things that Mother had said to me. She said, uh, "Don't sing no old sad songs." <laughs> and uh, it's just that,
2: the funeral, what, yeah,
3: she said, right. "When I go, don't don't let them play old sad songs." And and uh, I, I had to laugh. I, and in fact, she showed me this list of songs she had. And she said, "These are my favorite songs." And I said, "Okay, I get it. Now, where will that be in my Bible?" Well, we couldn't find it because she had about 20 Bibles. (laughs) We never found it. But as we went through her Bibles and went through her journals, she had journals. uh, She always journaled. She wrote her prayers down to the Lord. And we found so many things that that, uh, was so rich. And she was a Bible teacher for um, about 15, almost 20 years. She had taught... uh, she started out teaching adult women, senior adult women, mm-hmm. and her passion was for them to have the joy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. She said so many people in their older age, you know, they don't have any joy in their life mm-hmm. anymore. They just kind of go and it's almost like they're just waiting for
2: it to be over. Mm-hmm. And Well, they're pretty much low down. That's why your mother was not. That's she was sense.
3: so full of joy and love. That was her, uh, she bubbled with it. Mm-hmm. and you are full of joy when you're mm-hmm. when you're not bound when you're not bound up by
2: uh dues and the, dues and the, yeah, the dues and yeah the do's and the don'ts
3: are the main thing really? really but but i think too the past mm-hmm. you know and, and um, right the, you can you can be right. held in bondage to Guilt the way the you lived and before the,
2: and the fear of the future right. and no. i mean because you, you're not living in the now when you're Living like that, because you're always fearing, you know, the future and regretting the past, and that can bind you up, and then trying to live right in the present tense, so that those three things would cause you to be pretty bound up. And after a while, there would be no joy, and that's right. the joy would be gone. So that would be the normal Christian life of people that have not learned the liberating secret. That's, that's true. Well, but your mother knew it and she knew it by the spirit through revelation really that's only where you can know that's right i know that's right because i think you know
3: in her own way she tried to teach all of us and she was a teacher and and did teach us many many things Mm -hmm. i mean her funeral sylvia was uh, was a celebration Mm -hmm. of her life Mm -hmm. and there were probably 500 people Mm -hmm. there and ricky uh, was the uh, moderator he mm-hmm. stood up and, and just started talking about mama and, and uh he said uh, talked about how she influenced and talked about how she touched lives and the way she loved
0: mm-hmm.
3: and you know love is the is, it is. is the thing it is if if christ lives in you you will
2: you love. will love. And it will be unconditional and love. You'll,
3: and, it'll, and it will be obvious to the world. <laughs> yes, And they'll is. be drawn by that because it's him. Right. He yes. is love.
0: That's right. And that's
3: what she was. And But anyway, he talked about, uh, he said, I bet if I asked everybody to stand up that had been touched by her life that probably half this crowd, well, people just started spontaneously standing mm. up. And we, I could hear them behind me. We were sitting up front and I looked around and, and we all did. And Almost the entire room stood up. I mean, mm-hmm. these were people that, that uh, they were grieving her like we were, I mean, mm-hmm. but but with joy, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they were sad that, that uh, we us girls always said, well, we have to share our mama with the world, you know, our mama and our daddy, but especially our mama. Mama had a whole lot of little chickens, you know, <laughs> little girls and little guys too, <laughs> that she, she prayed for. Like me. She is <laughs> like you. <laughs> And I want to be like y'all. <laughs> you are. <laughs> well, that's the point. That's, mm-hmm. I do. I want I want to be, uh, I want that love to
2: flow through me all it the time. It does. It does. <laughs> you know, light doesn't always behold itself, it just reflects out. Oh, <laughs> amen. That's a good word. <laughs> there <laughs> you are. You are the light, and it yeah. certainly does shine. Well, tell us a little bit, and probably we'll go into the next program talking about your own personal journey to discover your the the liberating truths about yourself. Well, I was saved
3: when I was nine years old, mm-hmm. and um, I, we were living in Arkansas at the time. And you know, it was um, it was one of the first times that I remember being in a church service. I can remember. Uh, When we were young, when Cheryl and I were young girls, I always say Cheryl and I because it's like you see one, you see the other. Or always did when we were growing up. And um, we we went to church on Easter Sunday, or something like that. And and I remember those, or Vacation Bible School. I remember those. But when we moved to Arkansas, our family went through a whole lot of changes that caused us to move to Arkansas. And um, I think my dad was was tired of his life,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and tired of, of uh, he was playing music almost every night of the week, and he was working a day job too, he was in debt up to his eyebrows, and there was just no joy in his life. So he moved us to the country in Arkansas, and we lived uh, on a farm in a farmhouse that hadn't, hadn't had anybody living in it for a long time, there was no running water in it, and uh, and We've often said that it was because we moved to the country and were living in a little kind of a tight unit like that, that, that the music, where Daddy had always gone out of the house to play music, now it had come home. Oh. He and Mom started singing together around the house, oh. and Cheryl and I just naturally joined in, and uh, it taught us to play instruments when we began to act interested in that. and So it became a family thing mm-hmm. then. Our music, was that's how the family band all came to be. Um, and I, like I said, I was nine years old, and the guy that we rented—actually, we lived in this house that didn't have running water—and uh, my dad was a plumber by trade, so he's—he made a deal. I know that he, and he was for over over 25 years, close to 30 years, and he he said, "I'll," uh, he made a deal with the landlord. If you'll give me a year's rent free, I'll put running water in this house and, fix, you know, fix the house up. So he put a bathroom in, put running water in, and a water heater, and we brought all that stuff with us from, from Texas. Because yeah, my, my granddad, and he had had a plumbing shop, and they were closing that. So all these things that he had, he took with him. We looked like the Beverly Hillbillies. moving <laughs> <laughs> to in Arkansas. Yeah. But um, we... Uh, um, our landlord would come and get me and Cheryl and take us to Sunday school, mm-hmm. and it was either the first or second time that I was there, and I realized I needed Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd heard about Jesus and I believed, you know, knew who Jesus was, and and but I didn't know him personally, didn't know him for myself, and uh, so I, I was saved at nine years old, and mm-hmm. it was a real. Experience, and Mm -hmm. I've thought so many times about how the enemy tries to make you doubt Mm -hmm. your salvation, especially when you're young like that Mm -hmm. and you you don't have any background in it, you don't know. I didn't have any Mm foundation. So true. People, I mean, the enemy will come and try to steal it, steal that Mm -hmm. seed away, and and yet it was such a real. I had I had enough faith in Him Mm -hmm. at that time. I didn't realize that's what it was, but I never doubted. That
0: mm-hmm.
3: I just always felt like I wasn't quite good enough,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and so from that point in my life, you know, uh, till I was in my twenties, really, um, I just it was like I always felt like I wasn't quite good enough. I needed to do more or be more or if I could just do better. You know, that was the feeling that I lived under and probably even longer than that I mean it, it, I struggled with it even after uh, I, there was a period of my life I had been through a divorce and and then Rick and I married and we were both just on fire for Jesus we married in 1981 mm-hmm. and J- Jesus was drawing us I know that's what it was now I can talk about it because I understand it at the time I didn't know I just knew I had a need and I, was, mm-hmm. and, uh, I needed set free mm-hmm what it was and I had a lot of guilt a lot of shame in my life uh,
2: some a lot of it is false
3: guilt. that's why I started say some of it was founded but some of it was not false some of it was just
2: the devil just drives you crazy with
3: because I I had lived that way for many many years mm-hmm. I've I, I jokingly said you know uh, we'd have revival services in our church every year and I was uh, I would go down and rededicate my life Every year, mm-hmm. and I'd make promises like, God, I'm gonna do better. I'm gonna, I'm, and I'm gonna, you fill in the blank. I'm gonna read more, I was gonna uh, study more, I was gonna pray more, I was gonna do all these things, and I that, and thinking I was gonna be more mm-hmm. if I did all that,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but um. I, I couldn't mm-hmm. keep those promises till I got home. Hard. I don't know. <laughs> That's the truth. It's, true. it's like New Year's resolutions. Right. Go ahead and make them if you have to, but right. you're going to break them by, by the by the second or third day of the, of right.
2: the year. And then more the, guilt More it. guilt.
3: I've done that whole thing. That was I think it's part of my personality. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is just a, a, it's it's a thing that all people do, but mm-hmm. I know it is. It's, it's a thing the enemy uses against you. That's right. That's to, right. to keep you in performance. Right. To think that
2: your acceptance is... Well, because based on performance, exactly. right. And because you really... Because basically we don't know that we're really already joined with Christ. You don't know that. So you feel like you're, you're separate from Christ, and therefore you have to perform separate in order to please Him. And then that just leads you right back to more guilt. And it's like the children in the wilderness, around and around and around you go. You think you do better, and then back again you failed. And then you think you're going to try again, you're going to promise again. Mm -hmm. And then it's the same pattern over and over and over again. I always say it's like a gerbil going around and around (laughs) the little wheel, you know.
3: I used to say, if the road to hell is paved with good intentions, I've paved many a mile of
2: it. Whoa, that's a great (laughs) statement. Because
3: I tried so hard. And that's And what that was my heart, was to mm-hmm. be perfect. I really right. wanted to be perfect.
2: I did. And basically, because you love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and you love that's it was what
3: He deserved. It. Yeah. it is.
2: Right. It is. And you are. Mm-hmm.
3: I am. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And not because I do it all right. right,
2: but because He did it. That's right. That's right. So then, how did the revelation start dawning on you? Well, it was a
3: it was a progressive revelation,
2: mm-hmm.
3: really. Um, I, uh, sometimes I would feel like I was very strong, and I, I would I, you know I'd be doing well, and then other times, like I said, I'd be uh, a mess again, mm-hmm. and ashamed, and full of guilt, and full of striving, and and uh, um, honestly. Well, Ron Block said some things to me that, that, um, that shocked me, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: He said one time, as we were talking about all this, and he was telling me about you. This is before I met you. Um, and he was telling me about the truth of our, our union mm-hmm. with Christ. And, and I was asking questions, and he said, I said, but what do we do with that sin? Mm-hmm. You know, it's still there. What do we mm-hmm. do with that? And he said, the problem is, is that we're more sin conscious than we are God conscious. Amen. And that was like a major revelation to me, Sylvia. Mm -hmm. It's like I I thought, and and of course in my mind, I was, um, I mean in my state, uh, I was still, because I was thinking, that's what I'm doing wrong. That's what I'm, you know, I'm doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And, and really, I guess, it's the truth. It's, it's how you see yourself yes. that, 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 that it makes all the difference in the world. And I was seeing, like you said, the separate me. I, right. I, I didn't understand that, um, um, that he was living in me and he was living his life through me. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, that was just the beginning of it for me. And then when I met you, and you begin to pour into me all these the things about being separated and, not, and how, how we think separate, and how it's
2: not <laughs> it's not the truth. That's right. It's a lie. That uh, I mean, Ron just wrote a new article called "Ancient Lie." It's an ancient lie from mm-hmm. the devil that constantly and it's and it came from the fall, really. So it's a it's erode, erroneous thinking from the fall, really. For us to think that we're separate as separate independent beings able to do good or perform righteousness or be, you know, be good for God. And basically it comes from the satanic thinking because Satan himself sees himself separate and, and says that he is even greater than God. tries to make himself greater than God and then he says, I will be like the most high God. So in a sense, I mean it's not quite the same consciousness because he was in total rebellion against God and wanted to take God's place. But yet it kind of it, it has the same sense in us because we're also thinking the same way. I want to be like Jesus. I want. Now we do it because we love the Lord. He didn't do it because he loved the Lord. We do it cuz we love him. But it is the same why? Either way, it is. Either way, it is. If it's, if we take any
3: credit at all for
2: it, yeah,
3: right. And and we just can't
2: mm-hmm.
0: because it's
3: not the truth for for first place. It, mm-hmm. it, there, we, if we could, if we could earn it, then we could lose it. Yes, that's the way I see it. Whoa, that's great. If we if we could lose it, then then we would we would have to be in a position of having to earn it. I, mm-hmm. I mean. I was taught all along that you don't do anything to earn your salvation; it's a free gift. You receive it, mm-hmm. but I didn't understand that. I, th- I think in in my
2: subconscious, I thought I had to do something to keep it. Right. Well, Sharon, it looks like we're just about out of time, so mm-hmm. we're gonna uh, we're we're gonna do another program together because this is wonderful, and people are interested in your life. I mean. They and uh, This is going to go out to the world. So, uh, uh, if you hear this on the radio, tune in to www.spiritradio.net, and you will see this. You can you can download it actually, and have it for your own. It's, it will be on an MP3 file. So, uh, you might want to have have this because I think it's been wonderful, and we're going to continue with this with the the same. Talk, and we're going to hear more from Sharon. And uh, so, thank you for being with us on The Liberating Secret. May God richly bless you. Goodbye.
1: You have been listening to The Liberating Secret with Sylvia Pierce. We want to send a special thank you to all our supporters who make this program possible. If you have been blessed by this program and would like to contact Sylvia, you can write her at P.O. Box 43268 Louisville, Kentucky. 40253. That's Post Office Box 43268, Louisville, Kentucky 40253. You can also find more of Sylvia's teachings on her website. The web address is www.theliberatingsecret.com. That's www.theliberatingsecret.com. And be sure to listen again right here Monday through Friday at this same time for The Liberating Secret with author and teacher Sylvia Pierce. So until next time, may God richly bless you.